Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Conversations on New Jersey Education, a blog talk radio program uh, dedicated for our uh, state, uh, to our school board members and educational community to give them issues that uh, are important to them. Um, we hope that you can join in on this conversation. My name is Ray Penning. I'll be your host uh, this afternoon. Today we're, we're going to be talking about a, a different issue, but one that's really important probably to everyone, uh, whether you're in a school district or not, but particularly if you're a parent. Um, and that's uh, cybersecurity and the safety on the Internet for our children. With me are uh, three representatives from ISC Squared, uh, and I'll have them introduce themselves. First is Gurdeep Kaur. Do you welcome? Thanks, Gurdeep. Ray. Hi, everyone. Uh, uh, I'm Gurdeep Kaur, and uh, I am an IT security professional with over 18 years of experience in information technology and um, 12 years of core experience in enterprise IT security management. I'm currently working as Director of Information Security for Global Finance Division of AIG. I'm the President of ISC Squared New Jersey Chapter, and I am the member of North American Advisory Board of ISC Squared. Okay, and also with us is Noafer Tamboli. Did I pronounce your name right? Yes, Ray, you did. Thank you. Okay, and welcome. Uh, and Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks, Ray. My name is Nilofa Tamboli, and I'm an experienced risk and audit professional helping business owners save money by assessing risks and streamlining processes and reducing fraud. I'm a certified public accountant and a certified information systems security professional as well. Uh, thanks. Okay, and also with us is Cindy Cohen. Cindy, welcome. Uh, thanks, Ray. I'm Cindy Collins. I have uh, about 20 years' experience in information security, uh, multiple certifications, and uh, was a board member, a school board member for nine years in the Bridgewater Raritan School District, and that included uh, having the role of uh, president and vice president. I also have uh, two teenagers. Okay. Thanks, uh, so you have a firsthand concern with this also. Um, before we uh, uh, get into the why we should be concerned about the safety, which I think we would all agree, Gurdip, uh, could you tell me who uh, ISC Squared is and, and a little bit about the Safe and Secure program? Sure. Um, the ISC Squared, um, it's actually a long acronym, International Information System Security Certification Consortium. Wow, that's a handful. But um, <laughs> IC Squared, this is a global uh, not-for-profit organization. Uh, it provides the educational and certification services. So most of the security professionals uh, get uh, the certification, uh, CISSP, from IC Squared. And it's recognized for its gold standard uh, certifications. And then the ISC Square Foundation is the not-profit charitable trust arm of ISC Square. It supports the other security education and awareness in the community uh, through its programs. One of the major efforts is the Safe and Secure Online SSO. And then other initiatives which are related are the um, 
information security scholarship for uh, to encourage women to pursue careers in in information security. So these are kind of the initiatives, but they the focus is on safe and secure online programs for children. Yeah, um, I was telling you before we came on the, on the air. Uh, yesterday, I just happened to walk into a store, a convenience store, and on the news there was a story on uh, a child, actually, uh, I think it was a 12-year-old who committed suicide because of cyberbullying. What are some of the concerns that we should have? Uh, I, I know you talk about cybersecurity and cyber safety and cyber ethics. Could you explain what what these are? Because I think it's important for parents. Anyone want to jump these in? Are the yeah. So, so these are the, the three concepts which you outlined, and these are, you know, kind of, I would say, the three pillars of safe and secure online programs. So I'd I'll, I'll like to take a little time and go over each of these uh, key concepts. Uh, okay. Cybersecurity. Now, cybersecurity is, um, like, you know, it, it focuses on how children can protect their computers and employ uh, what we call good computer hygiene. And, and one thing to be highlighted, when I say computer, it includes everything, like computers, your mobile device, your tablets, your tablets, you, know, you name it. And so we must teach them that the computers get infected if they do not follow a handful of computer basics, just as we teach them to wash their hands to avoid diseases. So okay. they need to, to follow those, um, those uh, computer basics to protect them. Uh, from such kind of infections, and they need to learn what type of emails they should open or what attachments they should um, should not open kind. And the next concept is the cyber safety. The cyber safety is teaching online behaviors that will protect a child's uh, physical well-being. So uh, children need to understand that the link between the online world and uh, and the real world. Internet, uh, like we all know, it's, it's not a game. It's a real life. Like most of us, I think we will agree that we are, um, we are partially at least living our lives on the Internet. So, so cyber safety education focuses on, on, on teaching children how to protect themselves from um, cyber predators, stalkers, bullies, and, and so on. And uh, then the last one, the, and not the least, is the cyber ethics. So, Ethics, we all know, it's, it's, you know, our sense of right versus wrong. But it's, it's a very complex topic for many young children. So it's about teaching children that you treat others online as you would like to be treated. Like same way we teach our children not to slander people through their words. The cyber ethics education helps to show children how the words they type on the keyboards and the pictures that they post online these can be even more damaging than, than talking in the hallways. So, uh, these are kind of, you know, cyberbullying and other inappropriate online behaviors. They, they leave a record online and um, attract a much larger audience and sometimes lead to very, very unfortunate end results. Uh, Cindy, uh, you were on a school board and active in your local school district as well. Uh, if and I, I think we would all agree that our, our children have to learn um, what we, you know, all the all three of those concepts, and maybe even more than that. Um, how, how do we, how do you go about teaching students this? Is there a presentation? Well, 
actually the um, the, found, the ISC Squared Foundation has a, a couple of uh, presentations. They're actually targeted to specific audiences. So there's uh, a presentation targeted to the um, the younger younger children, and then there's a, another uh, presentation targeted to uh, middle school and um, and uh, older children. And then there's also a, a presentation that's targeted toward the, um, the uh, parents and uh, school uh, uh, teachers and officials. So that uh, each of these audiences has a slightly different uh, interest and um, a perspective on things. And so it's important that, that the uh, um, presentations, which are about an hour long, are uh, targeted to the specific audiences. Um, Gertie, who gives these presentations? You're, you're, made, up, you're made up of volunteers, uh, and ha are the volunteers trained? Absolutely. So the Safe and Secure Online Program, uh, the volunteers are, uh, they are all ISE Square members. They are in good standing. They pass a background check, which is outside, which is independent of ISC Square. It's the same background check that you go through for, you know, um, getting even a job. So that, that comprehensive background check is done, and a complete, I would call a five-step induction process uh, is completed, which includes an online training for this program. And, and then volunteers also agree to be evaluated. Um, you know, once the presentation is done at a school, uh, at least three students and, and one teacher, they complete the evaluations which are monitored, I would say, very closely by, by ISC Square. And uh, if someone, I guess it doesn't have to be a school, it could also be a PTA or a parent organization, but um, is there a cost to the school district for this? Uh, no, that's the best part. There is absolutely no cost. The presentations are given you know, uh, free of charge to the schools as well as to the community organizations. The only thing that, uh, you know, that the host, like the schools or these uh, communities are, are responsible for are uh, providing us an adequate space and for providing the, the logistics, like the projector and you know, the proper sound and light kind of thing. We, we, we take care of everything else. And I just want to emphasize, because you did say community group, so if a parent group or Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, or someone else of that sort asked you to uh, give a presentation, you would be willing to do that? Absolutely. Uh, Cindy, what are some of the issues that are covered in that? Uh, we talked, I mean, we talked about the three concepts, but do you cover cyberbullying, sexting, and all that stuff? Uh, yes. Actually, there's a whole... Um, a comprehensive program that that we ha that we have um, put together to, uh, to uh, address um, all all of these issues, um, and uh, so we so we do um, social networking, uh, I am and chat room, uh, as well as uh, sexting and, mo and mobile uh, mobile phone hygiene, uh, gaming, uh, spyware, phishing. Uh, so, so it's a it's a very uh, comprehensive uh, pro program, and uh, the, um, the the age groups uh, that, that 
the presentations are targeted for uh, specific age groups. So, so for the for the younger groups, uh, you know, we don't generally cover uh, sexting um, just because it's not really appropriate for for that age group. But as the children get older, um, then that that's included. And and uh, I think I heard you say that you also have programs for parents. Right. Right. Because um, it's it's critical that parents really understand the concept of uh, that they they need to be monitoring what what uh, their their children are doing online, both from the the potential of their children being bullied, but also from the potential of their children being a bully. You know, you you had referred to the uh, unfortunate case of Rebecca Sedgwick, who um, committed suicide at the age of 12 in in Florida, and. Uh, Yesterday, they actually charged uh, a 12 and a 14 year old uh, with um, felonies for taunting and bullying uh, Rebecca. And so, parents really and, and schools also really need to be aware uh, that um, the perpetrators, uh, what the perpetrators are doing, as well as, as the potential victims. Um. And do kids, uh, do students always know that they're being a cyber bully? I mean, uh, because you just said there were 12 and 14, and I know they probably know that they were being, you know, aggressive, but uh, is that one of the things that we talk about, that you talk about, would be explaining to the students what being a bully is online? Right. We we explain what being a bully is as well as, you know, the, the... the, the fact that being a, a cyber bully is actually uh, can, can be much more intrusive into a, a child's life than than being a bully on the on the playground. So when the um, children go home uh, from school, they no longer have to worry about the bully on the playground. When uh, in cyber bullying, the bully can follow them everywhere. They you know, so that uh, it is a and and the the after effects can can be um, it, uh, that they, that they are afraid to even go outside. They, it, it impacts their um, desire to go to school to to, to go uh, socialize at all. Um, and sometimes the, the the bullies don't don't really realize the the harm that they're doing. And uh, a lot of times the the parents don't either. You know they they think that uh, you know it's children being children and uh, we, you know we really need to to work to to fight that that attitude yeah it does seem to me that it is different it is i guess 24 7 in that you can't once it's out there it's out there and it's uh and you can't get away from it um right. no for um if you want to i know you give these presentations are there any ideal size of classroom or anything that you do this for that's a great question, Ray. So the presentation format is best suited for single classroom sizes to allow for a more interactive experience. Uh, however, volunteers have successfully modified the presentation format to be slightly less interactive for an assembly hall or auditorium full of a few hundred uh, students. Okay. Um, Gurdeep, I, I, I didn't, probably didn't ask you this before, uh, but the people who develop these, these are all uh, people like you and Cindy and Nilfer who are experts kind of in the field of cybersecurity. Is that correct? Um, yes, that's correct. And I would like to add to that, that, you know, this program was 
not only uh, developed by uh, the security professionals, it was primarily developed by the formal, the, the former uh, school teachers because they, they very well understand how to grab the attention of, you know, of children when we want to teach them something. So there has been kind of a collaborative effort between uh, the, the former school teachers and the information security professionals. And, and then uh, we also had the support of uh, ChildNet International, and uh, this is an um, organization based in UK, and uh, also uh, we were funded by the uh, European Union in Safe Network, and that's again for children uh, safety. Uh, before, uh, Nilfer, we were talking about the New Jersey chapter and the junior chapter of uh, the foundation. Could you uh, explain that, who they are? Sure. So in New Jersey, we have uh, formed a chapter of the IC squared, basically. So we are a local chapter, and uh, it is primarily comprised of information security professionals and practitioners. Anyone who is residing in the state of New Jersey and interested in learning more about information security is welcome to join our chapter. Um, in addition to that, uh, we have a junior chapter initiative that is to provide high school and middle school children an opportunity for volunteering and learning about information security. We have a junior chapter for that separately, you know. And uh, we've been commended on this effort by ISC Squared. This is the first time some chapter has taken up this uh, and channeling the energies of uh, school children towards providing uh, security information and providing them an opportunity. Uh, this year we had two major initiatives. The first one was called Not In My Name. This was a step-by-step -step guide to educate senior citizens on how to prevent identity theft. And the second one is called Social Media Etiquette, that's Students' Guide to Social Manners, presented by students. All right, Cindy, I want to go back to one of the issues that we were talking about, and that was the cyberbullying. You, you talked a little bit about it. Uh, I know you have some statistics on uh, uh, who uh, gets bullied the most and have people seen it. I, I think it was uh, – I saw something where it was like 88% of teens have seen someone be mean or cruel to another person on a social network site. Is that correct? Right. Um, and then 38% uh, 30, of uh, girls that are on, online have, have uh, reported being bullied, uh, while about 26% of uh, online boys have, have reported bullying with the, the uh, older girls of 15 to 17 um, have, have reported, 41% have reported that they've, um, that they've been bullied. But, but just uh, as uh, you know, in, in that Florida case, you know, the, uh, it appears that bullying is uh, happening at younger and younger ages. And um, you know, they, um, some, some of the types of bullying can, can include uh, someone posting an embarrassing picture of them online, and 16% and of, of uh, children have said that, that that's, that's happened. And, and in the worst case, it's actually um, one of the worst cases can be when uh, children post uh, nude pictures of themselves because um, they are, are actually also uh, nude pictures of, uh, of someone else because they can be charged uh, with a sex crime for, for doing that posting. Um, and, and it's especially difficult when uh, someone sends uh, a picture of themselves nude to someone else because that has basically given that person um, uh, 
control over that picture and and anything that and any of them that are posted even um you know just sending them back and forth um is is uh, very dangerous um and um thirty two percent of teens said that they they've been targets of uh, uh menacing uh, online activities so so the percentages are are very high and and only increasing so it's it's a a, a real problem and and it's something that that uh parents and schools need to be aware of and and be actively involved in you know helping to protect their children um and and and, and also in uh helping to prevent uh, uh, future bullying as well. Now, uh, I know uh, we have an anti-bullying uh, law now, and I know talking to my daughter who was in high school at the time, she felt that many kids still do not report bullying. Uh, they're embarrassed. Would the same hold true for cyberbullying where it's kind of kids are reluctant to talk to their parents? Oh, that's very true. Uh, ch- children, um, a lot of times, are even more reluctant to report cyberbullying than they are to um, report, uh, you know, the, the schoolyard bullying. And um, so, so, the, so there are some specific um, things that uh, parents can and and uh, school officials uh, and teachers can look for um, as as signs that someone may be being uh, bullied, which uh, one is that they could uh, actually stop uh, using the computer or phone or uh, electronic devices, um, or they become jumpy when um, when they're uh, receiving text messages or uh, instant messages. And they, they, they don't want to go to school or, or they don't want to go outside. Uh, they become uh, angry, depressed, depressed, or frustrated when they're using the, the computer, or they uh, want to avoid uh, discussions about, about what they're doing on the computer. Or uh, another is that they uh, withdraw from their their normal interactions with uh, friends and family. And so the, these are all signs of uh, that they they may be a victim of, of, of cyberbullying. Uh, and then. Um, so, so just to continue um, fr- from the perspective of, you know, the, to watch out for your child being a cyber bully, you know, the, uh, the the child can uh, switch switch screens um, when you when you walk by or try try to hide what what they're doing. Um, they're, they might be using the computer at all hours of the the day and the night. Um, uh, they get. Uh, uh, especially upset if they can't use the the computer, they may be laughing excessively while while using the computer. And actually, uh, when we refer to computer here, it, it can also be either, um, virtually any any uh, any device, inclu- including you know the the online chat rooms, uh, you know the, um, uh, the, the even even the television, you know the um, Google TV and. And the um, smartphones and all that stuff, right, right. So it's it's not ex- exclusively when they're sitting down at the at the computer. Um, it, a lot of a lot of the online games, uh, you know, are now able to be played through through the TV, and they and they have, um, you know, the ability to um, to, to harass uh, and bully students via via those uh, applications as well. 
And this is all covered uh, in any of the, I guess, the, recognizing it if you're a parent, that's, that's covered in some of the adult programs. Right, right. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think you mentioned it, but I just wanted to go uh, over it one more because I focus a little bit on cyberbullying, I guess, because of the, the story that happened yesterday, but it's probably hot, you know, it's important. But, uh, Nilfer, I think you mentioned you, some of your initiatives are also uh, social media etiquette. Um, and uh, could you explain that a little bit more in detail, what that means? Because I think that's an important thing that we we kind of glossed over before. Yeah, uh, Ray. So basically, uh, along with the, like the high and middle school children, they mm-hmm. have formed a junior chapter, which is they've come come. It's like a community outreach thing where the kids come together. They learn about security from the professionals as well as they are putting together uh, what is known as a presentation, which is social media etiquette. And uh, they are they are putting together a guide, which will guide students through the different uh, options available, say Facebook, Snapchat, and things, and and how to secure yourself uh, in these uh, forums. So and and there there had been a few research which said that you know when kids speak to kids, it's uh, better received by the other students. Uh- so the students are actually teaching themselves, teaching other younger students or themselves. Yes, yes. So, so when when somebody needs a question, they reach out to kids, and now we provided them with like a handbook kind of thing, a guide, which uh, walks them through the different options and how to protect yourself, uh, and and what are the options available in in that particular, say, in Facebook, what are the privacy controls, in Snapchat, what can and cannot be done, and and uh, safeguards around those. I, I know um, sometimes, you know, when I'm even when I was a kid, we kind of when we talk to each other, we kind of uh, let down our guard. Is that one of the things that we you try to teach them? And any one of you can jump in that these things are very public when you're doing things online. That, I think that's, I can take that. And okay. Wow, we have all the volunteers. So, Nilika, go ahead. Yeah. So basically, uh, what you said is very true. I mean, uh, talk which would take place when three kids are going to a store, now it, they are taking place on Facebook, which has become very public and, you know, uh, it is shared and, and it remains, it's a persistent media, it remains uh, even when you outgrow that. And what would have been like a very private conversation and uh, appropriate or not, nobody would have judged that. But now it is um, shared with people and other people read about it. So that's the difference that's coming out, you know. Um, and actually, the, the, the other thing is uh, that it can never be erased. So anything that they, that they put out there, um, it's virtually impossible to, to take, take down. And, and so that it, um, if they take it down from one site, it can pop up uh, you know, many years later on other sites or you know, simply a couple of minutes later. So, so that uh, once, once it's out there, it's totally out of the the child's control, and so th- it's very impo- important that they that they understand that. Yeah, well, that's probably an important lesson for adults too. We do not leave a trail of digital footprints that can come back to haunt you, and I think that's the message for children, adults, and everyone who is using the internet. So, you know, especially for children who are actually, you know. It's even a fact now that even the college admission officers, 
they go ahead and check your digital footprint uh, before they, you know, um, they, they actually accept your application. So. Yes, and I think they, they recommend to college students that they watch it too because employers sometimes look at your digital footprint uh, um, as well. Uh, yeah, very, getting, very true. We're getting into the last uh, 90 seconds or so. Um, so uh, let me just, uh, each one of you, I'll go, Gurdeep, can you give me a, a reason why people should sign up for uh, Safe and Secure besides the, what we've talked about for 30 minutes? Um, yes, because all of us, like at least all three of us, um, and myself, Nilofar, and, and Cindy, we know it firsthand. We have children. We know it's very important to keep them safe. And this pr presentation is, is free of charge. It's very interactive. We have the flexibility to customize it based on, you know, the specific needs of a school or the PTA or any community organization. And it also uh, helps us, you know, we can also teach the children how to, to like, like foster an interest in cybersecurity careers. So that, that can be an added advantage of, of these presentations. Okay. Uh, Nilfer, do you have anything in like 10 seconds or less? <laughs> no, Gurdip has pretty much covered it. Thanks. Yeah, I think, uh, Cindy, anything uh, from a former school board member? Well, I think it, it's uh, imperative that uh, the the schools have in place the appropriate uh, processes to, to be able to uh, detect and um, prevent, detect, prevent, and uh, intervene in, uh, in the cyberbullying as well as uh, um, the ensuring uh, safe and secure hygiene uh, online you know, to, to the best of uh, a school's uh, ability. Okay, thank you. That brings us to the end of the program. I'd like to thank uh, Cindy Cohen, uh, Gurdeep Kaur, and Noah for Tambley, and thank you for joining this program. Um, and I hope that you learned a few lessons about keeping your students safe. Thank you, and goodbye. Thanks, for Thanks Ray. All right. I'd actually, the, one one other um, note is that in order.